they suspected he was getting carried away with himself. Amen? Good morning, church. I received a text, and I was worried about this sermon, and I received this text around Wednesday from God, and he said, just deliver the text. <laughs> Mark takes us inside of the Jesus movement this morning. We find Jesus and his disciples at rock star status. They're coming and going here and there. People are crowding them. They're so busy because, you see, there's so much to do and so little time. Jesus is pushing the envelope, breaking laws, healing people on the Sabbath, feeding people. How dare he teach with authority? So much time. So little that we have to make sure that people understand. Now, Jesus has some friends back in Nazareth. We have these kind of friends that as we advance and we get a little important in the life, our friends tend to say, whoa, slow it down. Don't get the big head. Remember who you are. How dare you say you are the son of God? You're from Nazareth. Nothing good ever came out of Nazareth. So he has these friends who are determined that they're going to get Jesus. By any means necessary, they're going to get him and bring him back. Because, see, he's out of his lane. You got to get back in your lane. You got to understand who you are. These friends are going to get their friend out of love, out of compassion. How dare he say he is the son? of man. Who does he think he is? Brothers and sisters in Christ, adjust your hard hats of compassion. Dust off your reflective vest of love. Now I'm talking about love, and I'm not talking about that sweet, serpy kind of love, you know, kind of weird, just a little mealy mouth that I love you, I'm sorry, forgive me. I ain't talking about that one. I am seriously talking about that agape type of love. You know, the one that even though I don't like you, I know I've got to love you because you are a child of God. I am talking about that type of love that you look so deep that you know that we are different and that's okay. I am talking about that kind of love that Jesus is trying to give to his disciples, that motley crew that he's been picking up on seashore. You know that motley crew that would leave their fathers just because someone said, follow me. That motley crew that now thinks that they are rock stars that tell people, no, you can't see Jesus. No, you can't get in here. Who does he think he is? Now, that agape type of love that will bring a brother and sister to this table that agape type of love that you will share. Now, we know that the people are gathering in large numbers, and some of those people are religious scholars. You know the ones that know the law, know the rules, but possibly don't live. Now, 
these religious scholars were beginning to cast doubt, throwing out rumors that he cannot be from God. This is just a little black magic that he's using to trick us. There's nothing holy about this man. You know, when we can't change minds, we will be deceitful. Now Jesus asks, Really? This is about demons? Seriously? Those of you that have heard me preach know that I have an affection for talking about Jesus and the devil in the same sermon. Now how I look at this this morning is that this is a sidebar. Jesus has to make sure that good and evil stay in its place. Now I could have come out and preached this morning on a house divided cannot stand. Yes, it can. Good morning, church. Now, church, please be aware that a constant quarreling family will disintegrate. But I think that Jesus was talking to Satan this morning when he said, ah, be careful. Do be careful and do not persist. Do not persist. Now I have the message, many of you have that little bound, leather bound book, the message, that kind of speaks the gospel in words that we can understand, just plain English. So I got bogged down and I had to go to the message. And the message reads as following. Do you think it possible in broad daylight to enter the house of an able-bodied man and walk out with his possessions unless you tie him up first and then you can clean him out. Ah, devil, be careful, for this is my house. Be careful how you mess with my people. Be careful with all the demons that are around. Be careful with what you are doing. Be aware that I am tolerating you, but don't forget who's in authority. So Jesus continued to speak to the evil that continued to persist. The evil that says you are not the son of God. The evil that continued to challenge him, because these scholars that are now following Jesus are building a case against him. And Jesus is doing Jesus' work. If they're going to build a case, then let's give them something to build the case on. And he continues to be Jesus. Now, many of you are aware that my ministry is that of reconciliation. Some time ago, I had the pleasure of traveling with the church family, and we took a trip to Memphis. We visited the slave house. I went in with mixed feelings, and as I stood in the cellar of that house where slaves once stood, I could feel the demons that were still there, the demons that were as close to us as they could possibly get. Now, we were being polite in the cellar. There were people gathered, and the lady that was narrating this piece of the house said, get in close. She wanted you to feel it. She wanted you to smell the earth. She wanted you to be transformed back to when people stood there 
and were so graceful. They stood there with grace because they were getting ready to take the next leg. And I was getting ready to go upstairs, not feeling complete after this experience. And we enter this hall, and there's a painting on the wall. And the painting is blue and white in color. Huge painting. And in this painting, it appears that the spirits, sometimes we see spirits that are kind of grainy, kind of shadows, a little smoke. These were spirits rising up from the ocean. And normally when we see spirits, there isn't too much of a face. These spirits had faces, and on their faces were joy and laughter. And as they rose up from the water, the chains that held them began to break. I felt at that moment the demons that I carry, and as an oppressed person in America, I carry demons. The demons that I carried, that I was so concerned that the demons in the basement, did anyone give them relief? The spirits that were coming out of the water were finding their relief and breaking their chains and going on not only to freedom, but to happiness. And off in the distance, in that picture, was a little bitty ship coming I was able to leave some of those demons, those demons that clogged the heart, the ones that prevent us getting closer together. See, we have to let go of past hurts and accept the grace of God because God was in that ocean and broke those chains. Now we have another thing going on in this text this morning. You know when you get the big head so much that your friends can't do anything with you and they go out and talk to you and the next thing that they know to do is to tell your mama. (laughs) How many of you have ever been in a situation and your mama showed up? (laughs) Oh, some of you feel me. Your mama shows up. And you are busy doing what you do best. So now some people will look at this and say, my God, his mother came and he did not go out. We're talking about Mary here. Mary, the mother of Jesus, the woman that has talked to angels. Yes, she came to see about her son. That's what mothers do. She didn't necessarily come to get him to tell him he was crazy. She came to see about him. And Jesus being busy with the work that he has to do because the Father is getting him ready. Jesus is trying to get the disciples ready because they have a job to do. And looking out on the pews this morning, they did a great job. Because here you are. His church stands. And even in Pentecost, when we have to go through these ups and downs and hits and outs and going from one shore to another and getting on boats and getting off boats, it was well worth it. 
So when I look out and I see you as God's son looked out and saw the people in front of him, he said, right here, right here in front of me are my mother and my brothers. Because you see, God was at a woke point. You know what I mean by being woke? A couple of my Caucasian friends have said to me lately, I am woke. Jesus has a woke morning. Nicodemus was woke. So now, brothers and sisters, Jesus, understanding what it means to be woke, says to the crowd, obedience is thicker than blood. What? Obedience is thicker than family? There ain't nothing more important than family. You didn't come to disrupt families. I believe this is the same God that came to say, I did not bring peace. I am a disruptor. I am here to disrupt mothers, daughters, sons, fathers. That was his mission. So here, his mother and his brothers, and he says to the crowd, you are my mother and my brothers and my sisters. From that trip in Memphis with my church family, I understand that we understand that obedience is thicker than blood. Amen? <laughs>